Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, here we are again. Welcome back to yet another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. I'm one of your co-hosts, Clint Wells. Bob Schneider with me as always. Hey, hey. Coming at you from Nashville and motherfucking Austin, Texas. I don't think a lot of people realize that we're not in the same room. I was talking to somebody recently and they're like, oh, you guys aren't in the same room. I'm like, yeah, that's that whole thing at the beginning where we do the clap. We're trying to sync up our audios because we're not in the same place. Yeah, it's ideal if we can be in the same room, but we don't live in the same city. So there, there you go. Those were my favorite ones that we did. When we're in the same room, I can like look at your face and see how annoyed you're getting. And it, <laughs> it makes the whole podcast for me when I'm just, I can't see your face. I'm just assuming that you're dreamily having a good time and listening to what I'm saying. And I'll just go on forever. But when I'm in the room, I know like, Oh He's getting annoyed and it, dreamily I, having a good time. <laughs> I I like to use my imagination. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I do that sometimes. I would say sometimes I'm dreamily listening. Other times I'm not. I'm doing whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> I would say, yeah, that's like ninety. I'm just staring no, into no. one of my artisan skulls, <laughs> as if I'm as if I am a skeleton, looking into myself into a black hole. But other than that, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, uh, let's say hello and thank you to all the good people who stop by every week to listen to us talk about life and art and culture and other shit. And let them know where they can uh, send their emails to if they've got questions. or I keep forgetting to do that. It's bobandclint at gmail.com. How easier could it be to send us an email? Well, it could be like you could just think it and then it would happen like that's in the future. Oh, fair enough. That's a legitimate answer to the question. Yeah. You want to read an email or two? Get us rolling here on this episode? Yeah. Okay. This is from Mariano Reynoso. It says, uh, well, the subject is I don't like the podcast. I love it. Ah, that's my favorite. Hi, B and C. Bob, I loved your appearance with Dudley and Bob with Matt. I listen to those crazies every day. They actually introduced me to your music. Somewhere in the late 90s or early 2000s, I heard the Scabs for the first time in their show. Once you guys finished playing, I stole as much of your music as I could from Napster. Soon after that, I started going to the Saxon and buying your CDs and stopped stealing. Clint, when are you coming to Austin to play with Bob? Thank you both for the podcast and the music. Mariano, your number one blind follower. Oh, wow. There you go. Now, does that mean that they're blind as in they can't see or they're blind as in they blindly follow you into the dark? No, I think Mariano's blind. I think I know who that I know who that is actually. He okay, he's come cool. to quite a few shows. So Cool. That's awesome that he's listening to the podcast and I'm glad he's not stealing anymore cuz that's just not <laughs> yeah. it's not good for you. You don't feel good about yourself when you're stealing. I I totally agree. Just buy it. It's it's affordable. Having said that, I like to steal. I don't Here's the other thing. I don't I don't like paying to see music. Like, I don't like paying to listen to music, and I don't like paying to see music because it's what I do. I feel like I should be on all the guest lists. 
So if someone's like, hey, do you want to go to Bonnaroo? I, there is no more steadfast or sincere no than the answer to that question. <laughs> However, if, if I'm playing Bonnaroo or if I have VIP, you bet your fucking balls I want to go to Bonnaroo and see Tom Petty or Radiohead or Paul McCartney. Yeah. But I'm not about to go deal with festival crowds and parking. And and not be playing. I mean, I haven't gone to see Austin City Limits Festival in 12 years because I, I'm not playing. And I want to play that festival. And they are like, go fuck yourself every time I ask them. And what, I'm going to go to the to the party and watch watch my girl dance with another guy? Fuck you. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that when you're at a different show that you're not playing. Especially if it's good. You just want to be up there doing the good thing. Plus, I don't want to watch my girl giving a hand job to another dude. <laughs> like, I don't want to see my girl sucking another dude's big dick. Like, I don't want her saying, I can hardly get this dick in my mouth. It's so huge. And yours, I easily could swallow all of it and get a ball or two in there as well. I don't want to watch my girl taking it up the ass from some dude while I'm just sitting there masturbating, crying. We've really taken this to a, an unusual place. I was not prepared for some of this very stark imagery. Hold up. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> you know, there's entire subsets of pornography dedicated to the very things you were just mentioning. Oh, I know. Believe me, oh, I know. I've been there. I've seen it. I would say, look at my look at my browser history, but that shit is covered up. It's been redacted. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> my my browser history has been seriously redacted. I had Congress ask me right. for my browser history. I was like, sorry, I've been using that new Chrome Ignite. One of the window. reasons. <laughs> one of the reasons the Mueller report took so long. It's because before he was dealing with all this collusion shit, he was actually doing an entire report on your pornography browser history. And uh, nine, it's, we've never really seen anything like this. 99% of it redacted. <laughs> yeah. there's like It's all blacked out. It's all blacked out except for like a little bit of Amazon shopping. Yeah, or just the word PP. Strangely, they let the word PP through. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's read another email to get out of this this shit. All right. Zach Wolf writes in and says, Bob and Clint, your recent podcasts have been great as usual. Clint, when you were recently talking about Jonathan Demme directing the Talking Heads concert film, Stop Making Sense, at first I thought you were just putting Bob on, acting like you had just heard about it recently, but then it sounded like you really hadn't seen it. Anyway, if you do check it out, I'd be curious to hear what you think. For me, it's one of the greatest concert movies ever, but as a Talking Heads fan who grew up in the 80s, I admit I'm biased. And Bob, I also loved Empire of the Summer Moon, wondering if Quana Parker will show up in a song at the Saxon soon. Keep up the good work, and thanks for all the laughs. Okay. Wow. That guy knew the dude's name from the book. Crazy. This Zach Wolf guy is an astute cat, as I they say. I see him on Twitter occasionally. He's he's a fan. I like that guy. Thanks. Well, Zach, let me assure you, here's what I'm not going to be doing a lot on the podcast is pretending to not know about shit I already know about. That's just not really a hobby of mine. So um, I actually hadn't seen it, and uh, I look forward to seeing it one day and giving you my thoughts. Oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> Guess what? Psych! I've seen it! <laughs> I've been trolling you motherfuckers for weeks now. 
I've seen it the whole time, dude. Uh, I almost watched it again yesterday. I saw it just it, it keeps popping up on my like, you know, what to watch next and stuff. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to watch that. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times. I only know about it because I love Jonathan Demme as a director. So, you know, I'll have to check it out for sure. I got to make time, dude. I don't have any fucking time. You have time? Uh, I do have time, but I'm telling you, man, I I just, I don't know if you've looked on Amazon Prime, but they have like a million documentaries on even the most obscure musicians. It's like this endless uh, series of documentaries on everybody. Like I started watching Captain Beefheart, which I've always, like I've always hated Captain Beefheart. And I'm like, well, let me check out the documentary. Maybe I'll hate him less. And it was just like, oh no, this confirms why I hate him. I don't like him. You know who I hate that most people really love? This guy is one of the most popular podcasters in the world, and I hate him, is Mark Marin. It's weird. I, when I started listening to podcasts a few years ago, I was mostly listening to Adam Carolla. And then every once in a while, I'd listen to Mark Marin because everybody was into him. As well, I, I played poker with these guys. They were all 10 years younger than me, and they were all WTF fans. And every time I'd try to listen to Mark Marin, I would be like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about his, like he's, I just didn't think he was as funny as Adam Carolla. I, there's something about him I didn't like. Now, I will say this, uh, five years, six years later, um, I listen to him every once in a while. It just, really just depends on his guest. And I've grown, I've grown to like him. I think he's very insightful. I think he's a little bit more evolved than I am in terms of like how he views the world and how he sees kind of the world. And I've learned some stuff from him that I wouldn't know had I not listened to his podcast. So I, I don't, I don't feel the same way. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Look at this email. Check this out. Buddy Ramos writes, Okay, so I have a very close friend who confided they get the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans confused. After I imparted my extensive wisdom onto them and explained which is which, I went on to say they must never voice that confusion in public again. The same thought came to me when Clint said he wasn't familiar with and had not seen Jonathan Demme's Talking Heads movie. Stop making sense. Never own that in public again. It's a classic. Come on, Bob. You should have given him all sorts of shit about that. You get five stars anyway. Enjoy the show. Sincerely feeling the burn in Arizona, Buddy Ramos. Well, good God. Hey, buddy. So wait, let me get this straight. So you haven't seen it? Hold on. I seen it! <laughs> I saw that! <laughs> of course I've seen it, Dude, Buddy Ramos from I... Arizona feeling the fucking burn. <laughs> Dude, when you're reading that email... I could not make heads or tails of what was being said. I was like, what are these words? They don't make sense in this order. And then I only started, I was only able to start understanding it when he was talking about you hadn't seen Stop Making Sense. But before that, I was like, stop not making sense. That's what I was thinking. Right. I, I, well, yeah. He, 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 he basically set up his burn. Which to say that he has a friend who doesn't know the difference between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and how embarrassing that is. And then he likened me to that guy. Yikes. For hold admitting that I haven't seen a fucking documentary. But hold on. <laughs> I've seen it already! <laughs> All right. I actually really haven't seen it. 
You haven't seen it? <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Well, buddy, I'm sorry I let you down. I'll try to not let you down in the future with what I watch in my free time. Uh, I'm sure it's great. Can we talk about the new... Have you seen the new Black Mirrors? I watched the first episode last... Okay, listen to this. Can we talk about how fucking whack it is that the new quote-unquote new season is only three episodes? Well, not only is it three episodes, but spoiler alert, they oh, whoa, 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 whoa. are... Don't, don't do a spoiler alert. Tur- do no, I, I'm going to do a, a evaluation of the three turds. I watched the first one last night. I didn't think it was that bad. It was it was Black Mirror-y. Turd. What was the first one again? The first one's where the two dudes are fucking each other in the video game. Turd. God, <laughs> that was a turd. Oh, man. That, that was I mean, a wild premise, man. I mean, if it was like some other show like, hey, science fiction Twilight Zone, and it and it was just it was something else and, and not called Black Mirror, I'd been like, ah, that's kind of like black mirror but not as good but when you fucking put out three half-baked turd pies like they just did especially when bandersnatch the one before it was one of the most innovative coolest things i've ever seen in my life man what a disappointment well here you can't call three episodes a season that's not what is that that doesn't work well that's all the sherlock's were three episodes per season but there were like really? many movies as well i mean i guess these kind of are too i mean it was like an hour and 10 minutes long anyways i was excited i had super high expectations and i thought they were all pretty bad i found bandersnatch interesting and obviously extremely unique in execution but also a little tiresome i don't even know if we did all of it we tried to go through and do all the different options that we missed on and yeah, I only did I it. Know. I only did it one time. I never went back and did it again. So just the one time through, especially at the end when you like real like when they start incorporating the Netflix, I'm like, oh my god, this is so awesome! Like so meta and just w- weird, and it like just made me feel really proud to be a human being that that we're that we can be this creative and interesting uh, when we when we put our minds to it. I mean, that's a cool perspective. I, I kind of feel like it was a, a little gimmicky. And what I what I like the most about sitting down and watching a story is I kind of like a more traditional 90-minute unfolding of a story. The super meta, like, deep chapters and choose your own adventure and we're going to be self-referential and what is Netflix? What's this Netflix thing? Are we inside the movie and the movie's inside us? I find all that a little, like, meh. The story needs to be good, you know? And I just didn't think the story was that good. I don't know, man. It, Yeah, I li- I, I, I loved it. Uh, what else you been liking? I just saw a movie called The Dawn Wall, and if you liked Free Solo, I can't recommend The Dawn Wall highly enough. It's, What's Free Solo? Free Solo won Best Documentary this year at the Oscars, and it's about this guy who uh, climbed... El Capitan without ropes, which is fucked up, dude. Because if you make one mistake, you're dead. If you slip, you die. So nobody's done it, but he did it. 
And that movie, Free Solo, is one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen in my life. And I knew he was going to live, and it was still harrowing. Anyways, this yeah. Don Wall, they're climbing with ropes, but the story's amazing, and everything that happens is really incredible. And it's you can watch it for free on Netflix. What was that movie that, was it Robert Zemeckis or Peter Jackson about the guy that walked the tightrope in between buildings? Man on Wire? Man on Wire. There were people who were like having to walk out of the theater because they were vomiting from the vertigo in that movie. Wasn't that like in, couldn't, you could like watch that in IMAX 3D or something maybe? Exactly, yeah. You could have this immersive experience. People were getting sick. Fuck that. I would never go see anything like that uh, no. in, in 3D. Um. Oh, I'm, James Marsh directed it. Dude, I'm super afraid of heights. I went and uh, they have this thing in New York City called The Vessel that I just went on last week. And basically, it's sort of like an omni. It's like the inside of an omni hotel. But if you took away all the rooms and uh, so you just walk up this thing and then you can look over the side or into the middle of it and you get real high. It's like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight, nine stories tall. And uh, it it's all mirrored. Anyways, if you're afraid of heights, it was kind of weird and fucked up. I'm pretty pretty terrified of heights, which, by the way, is the natural state of things. Human beings who have are missing the genetics or have evolved beyond being afraid of heights are abnormal cyborgs. You should be deathly afraid of heights because you sh everything in your body should be wanting to survive. So I have these dreams where I'm like... All of a sudden, I'm like on some weird stone like bridge between two giant like cliffs or something. And then all of a sudden, it gets really thin. And then I just get on the ground and hug it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> fucked because I can't get up and walk out of here because I'm like I'm uh, 3,000 feet in the air. Do I don't remember? have that dream. No, dude, I, I have those all the time. These days, my most common nightmare is that I'm in a car and I can't drive it, but I'm driving. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm just trying, like, I can't, I can't see. And oh, yeah. I can't really, I don't have any motor skills. And it's not even that I'm drunk or anything, but, like, I'm, I'm either going to kill myself or kill my kid or kill somebody in a matter of seconds. Because oh, the yeah. car's out of control and I can't drive it. Dude, I used to have that dream all the time. What do you think's going on with that? I don't know, man. You, you're, your life's out of control and you can't. You can't steer it. and I feel and, like every dream <laughs> interpretation is that your life's out of fucking control. I mean, that's what I feel like that one means, but uh, I don't know. I used to have that dream every night for years, and I haven't had that dream in probably 10 years. That one of my most reoccurring dreams, and you and I have talked about this because it's a great fear of mine, is in the dream, I've committed some crime. The crime is not important. It's already happened. But the problem is I'm going to jail. Oh, yeah. The going, to, the going to jail dream. I've had and that. Dude, and I'm, I'm, I'm not in jail, but I'm in a truck going to jail. I'm walking down the, the thing in handcuffs. I'm about Dead man to walking. Go, yeah, I'm about to enter the prison system. Mine's even worse than that because whatever I've done is so bad. Like, I'm so utterly fucked going yeah. to jail yeah, yeah. that they, they're like, ah, go home for a couple of weeks and tie, you know, settle your affairs. So I'm at home. And I'm a free man, but I know I'm going to jail, and I'm saying goodbye to my family. I'm crying. I'm telling my wife, don't come visit me. Meet someone new. Enjoy your life. Don't worry about me. And then I got to worry about how to survive day one in the old dreaded courtyard in Dude, jail. Tell, and I've, I've, tell, <laughs> people, tell people your strategy. <laughs> it's my favorite. 
So I've really thought this through, okay? Because you know what they say. They say, go pick a fight with the biggest guy. You got to let everyone know you're not their bitch and all this. Well, anyone who knows me, I'm like you, Bob, a sensitive artist type. And uh, I'm not going to be picking a fight with a fucking Nazi in prison. So I figured, what can I do that will really freak people out? They'll think I'm insane. They'll want to avoid me. They definitely aren't going to want to fuck me. And I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Day one, I'm going to procure a shiv. And now maybe I have to suck a dick on day one to get that shiv. I don't know. I'm not going to have a lot of resources on my first day, but I'm going to get a shiv. My strategy is to walk into the middle of the courtyard laughing maniacally, okay? And I'm going to shit in my own hand. The Continuing to laugh maniacally is really... Wait, important. wait, hold, hold up. And then I'm going to cut myself like my a rib like expose a rib and then rub the shit into my into my wound <laughs> ah, i like the fact that you're exposing a rib <laughs> well because i just i want people to be like holy shit this guy is fucking crazy yeah yeah because if you just cover yourself with shit they're like oh he's just doing the old cover yourself with shit right. routine but when you show a white rib and rub shit into the wound people are like wow that's different yeah, why? Yeah, I mean, they might even make me the king of that place. If I really, really pull that move <laughs> if, off. If you survive that infection, because that's a real horrible infection. Well, that'd be a nice way to die too. The other dream that I always had, and you know about this one too. It's a, a bit sadder and scarier. Is I can't. I'm at some party with my girlfriend or my wife, and I can't find her. And and the whole dream is me going room to room, and I'm not even like really worried that she's hooking up with somebody. I just I'm worried about her, and I can't find her. The dream ends when I finally find her and she's standing in a group of people. Everyone's laughing and having a great time. And I go up to her and I'm like, hey, I've been looking all over for you. Where you been? And she doesn't know who I am. I have that dream almost every night and I've had it for years. And I never find the person I'm looking for. And it's just me going from room to room in this party alone and feeling alienated and sorry for myself and going, oh, I'll never be able to have a good time. And then that's the whole dream. And then I wake up and then I'm like, not much different than my real life. Would you rather never find them in the dream or would you rather it in the way mine always ends when you do find them, but they do not know or care about who you are? Well, that's some Black Mirror shit. Or some and you know what's even crazier is I've, been, I've had that dream my whole life. And I remember touring with you probably in the early days and we were trading we used to trade songs where you'd play me a song i'd play you a song remember that yeah and you played me a randy newman song called in germany before the war i think we've talked about it on the podcast that's on an album called little criminals but you playing me that song it, it launched me into what will now be a lifelong admiration and obsession with randy newman one of my favorite songwriters now well he has a record it's my favorite record called sail away have i ever told you this and on sail away is a song called Last Night I Had a Dream. And I'm going to read for you the lyrics to this. This record came out in 1975, by the way. Uh, Here are the lyrics to Last Night I Had a Dream. Hold up before you start. It says, Last night I had a dream. You were in it, and I was in it with you. Everyone that I knew and everyone that you know is in my dream. I saw a vampire. I saw a ghost. Everybody scared me, but you scared me the most. It started out in a barnyard at sundown, and everyone was laughing, and you were lying on the ground. And you said, honey, can you tell me what your name is? And I said, you know what my name is. <laughs> it's basically my exact dream. I like it. Well, that's fucked up. 
Well, maybe uh, maybe Randy Newman went into the future in the 70s, had a conversation with you or listened to this podcast, then went back to the 70s and wrote that song. He may actually owe you some copyright revenue. I'm going to have to reach out to BMI immediately <laughs> about this issue. <laughs> Because that is very plausible. It I is. I really hope it's true. Yeah. He right. He right. Okay. Well, you want to read some more emails? We have a lot of emails. Yeah, man. Let's get let's get to it. Uh, Brian Ward writes, easing Clint's pool concerns, which he's talking about when you and I were talking about getting in the old urine-filled uh, hotel pool. Which, I got to say here at the top, I feel like it was more of your concern than mine. But we were both concerned about this. He says... I've been a pool serviceman for a couple of years now. I'm here to reassure you the point of chlorine in the chlorinated pools is to attack organic materials. So any poo that may be in the pool is attacked and obliterated by a well-maintained chlorine level. Hope that helps ease any concerns. Regards, Brian. Well, it does. That, uh, does that it, make you feel better? No, I, I'm still not getting into a hotel pool because... I get that the chlorine kills the poo, but there's so much poo, you got to put in a lot of chlorine. And now chlorine will just go into your skin. Like each one of your pores on your skin is like a little mouth that will drink whatever you put up next to it. And so if you got a bunch of chlorine, it goes glub, glub, glub. And then you got a bunch of chlorine in your system and then you die. So no thanks. Now we have two. By the way, by the way, that's not scientific. Uh, that's just <laughs> me making up some shit. But are I you sure I, that wasn't hard science? It's not hard science, but it is soft science. Zip. Now our beloved EOB has written in a couple of emails, right. and they're they're so colorful and funny and interesting, but they're just super long. So I don't, you know, how do we want to get into this? Um, Can you paraphrase them? No, because he writes in a very singular. Um, he he has a he has his own flavor. I feel like EOB needs his own podcast. He says, "Holy shit, Uncle Remus! Ha! Where the hell did you get that thought? Song of the South got stricken from the Disney catalog years ago. Outlawed along with blackface and lawn jockeys. Ha ha! Nicely done. Laugh my ass off every time Bob Zip segued into good old Uncle Remus jolly musings. Because I put zippity doo die on the last episode or two episodes ago." Nice. He says, turning a somewhat belabored bit into a fresh new jingle-filled treat. Wow, there you go, Clint. There's a nice little peppermint sweet for you to unwrap <laughs> and feel good about yourself. Is it nestled securely on my pillow? No, it's in your pocket with lint and a rock or two that you found on the ground that you like the look of. He says, it was a good, solid, enjoyable episode, peaked with some fun and engaging discourse. Bob didn't seem too jazzed to expound upon his phallic forest or the Kiss Cruise op, but would love to see at the very least a photo of those large-scale creations. Maybe we can put that on Instagram. We're on Instagram, by the way, and Twitter. We've not been updating it. Uh, we need to get better about that, Mr. Bob Schneider. Schniz. I don't know how to even get on there. But if you go to my uh, Bob Schneider Music Instagram and scroll down, at some point you can see uh, pictures of the phallic wood things. He ends his email by saying, anyway, wanted to say, delighted to hear Bob's got at least a few lost Atlantises floating around out there, meaning your unreleased records. He says, and in particular, the Fuck All You Motherfuckers soundtrack, as in the conceptual Broadway-like musical. Holy shit, what a treat. I've always wondered whether he was just kidding about making that. Apparently not. Would love to get my ears around that thing. Will inquire as to the possibility of his sharing, airing some of that material slash buried treasure during one of his song club episodes. 
Oh, that's wow. a good. That's a good idea, actually. I may. I may do that. Great idea. He says, "Wow, despite Bob's apparent dissatisfaction with it, I'm sure it's a freaking hoot." Thanks again for doing what you guys do and then doing even more in the form of these podcasts. They're highly entertaining and offer a pretty cool glimpse into your lives, hearts, minds, and craft. Priceless and without a price. Can't effing beat that. Bravo, brothers. Bravo. E-O-B. E-O-B. Coming in strong. Coming in hot, but in a good way. Yeah, in a real good way. I like well, it. Well, um, I would I would love to hear that uh, Song Club podcast with those tunes. I believe I've heard these recordings yeah, you have because uh, I I play most of the songs from "Fuck All You Motherfuckers" in my regular set, or have throughout the years. I've only performed the entire musical once at Saxon. At the Pub. Saxon, yeah, I wasn't it, on that gig, but what an idea! And it, yeah, and it turned out pretty cool. The thing that I did realize was at the Saxon Pub when we did it live, I, I added a lot of commentary, which gave it some brevity some no not brevity levity and um (laughs) (laughs) not less brevity and more levity and what ended up happening was it it was it was nice to have the laughs in there because it's a pretty dark musical uh what's the track listing can you just rattle off do you know the track listing off the top of your head well probably the most the one the song that i've played the most is ready let's roll that's the second song in on the uh but yeah, there's there's a bunch of uh, like some someday uh, is is a song that I play that I used to play a lot. Like a lot of the songs, because it was written you know ten years ago, are songs that I used to play that I don't necessarily play that much of anymore. Yeah, but we re-recorded "Ready Let's Roll" for King Kong, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. But um, I recorded "Fayym" with the band, my live band. Uh, God, back in like maybe 2005 or six or seven, somewhere in there. And just realized after I'd recorded all the basic tracks, I was, I just didn't like the way any of it sounded. And the only reason we were doing it is because this guy had opened up a studio and he was like, Hey, come to the studio and you can record for free. So it was one of those things where like, ah, we'll go down there and do it. And then as we did it, I realized I need a producer. I probably need to use my regular studio people and not my band uh, to make it more interesting and to give it some life. Because really what it was, it was just like listening to a live recording, which is fine for what it is, but that's not what I want my records to sound like. Well, as we wrap it up uh, another episode here, go subscribe to the Bob's other podcast, the song club, because he may do that next week or the week after. And you're going to want to hear that for sure. Wonderful stories behind the song. And you get to hear sometimes how the demos became the recordings, what the lyrics mean. And then if you become a patron over there, you actually get all those songs sent to you. I have a badass Metallica podcast called metal. Every podcast. You're going to like it. If you check that out, as always email us, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. We don't give a shit. Yeah, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember, it's really important to leave a review and for sure rate the podcast and let somebody else know about it if you like it. Um, it all helps, and uh, and and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs>